Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hello and welcome, everyone. I'm Auntie Rosemary. With me again is Max, Auntie Diane, Pastor James, Hannah and Uncle Finney. We are glad you've joined us today to sing the Bible with us. We enjoyed teaching these scripture songs to you. Did you know that you can find more Bible songs at scripturesongs.com? Most of the songs we are teaching you are from there. On that website, your mum and dad can buy CDs with many Bible songs to learn. Our first song today is a happy one. I really like it. It comes from Psalm 139 verses 1 to 3 and 7 to 10. And this psalm reminds us that God knows everything about us and he never leaves us alone. He's always looking after us. we find out just how wonderful, faithful and loving God really is. I want to be just like him in character, don't you? And God wants to help us do that. Let's sing about it in Ephesians 4 verse 13. We'll sing it twice.
know that some people believe in ghosts, but God is very clear about what happens when people die. So we don't need to believe a lie. Our next song tells us God's truth about death. You may be able to teach this to someone else so they can know the truth too. Let's sing Ecclesiastes 9 verses 5, 6 and 10. I know you like our next song. Would you like to tell the people at home which one it is? Yes, I would. It's from Jeremiah 29, verses 13, 14, and 11. It's called, And Ye Shall Seek Me. Thoughts of peace 
God is looking after us all the time and doesn't want us to be afraid. Let's sing about that in Isaiah 41 and verse 10. sing for God who commanded the light from 2 Corinthians 4 verses 6 to 9. for joining us as we've sung from the Bible. Stick around because Uncle Daniel will be here with our A Day with the King Bible study after this short break. Meanwhile, keep singing scripture and we will see you next time. Bye. Hi everyone, come and join our Bible study.
Hi everyone, welcome to this week's A Day with the King Bible Study. I'm Uncle Daniel. Today we are learning about something that angels want to learn more about. It is the greatest mystery of all. Why Jesus would choose to become a human being so he could save us. Sai, would you please pray that the Holy Spirit will help us understand this. Dear Father, thank you for the Bible. We ask for the Holy Spirit to help us understand the story of Jesus coming to earth as a human. In his name we ask. Amen. Thank you, Sai. We have learned that God made his plan to destroy sin before time began. God the Father communicated his plan to humans through Jesus, the Holy Spirit and angels. He gave revelations to prophets who recorded these by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. For around 4,000 years before he was born as a baby, Jesus worked to care for those who loved him. He saved them from the flood, fed and guided them through the wilderness, saved them from their enemies, gave them the wonderful land of Canaan. But now it was time for Jesus to live as a human being here on earth. We call this his incarnation. Six months after Gabriel's announcement to Zacharias, he was sent to visit Mary with an even more wonderful message. Although Mary was only a young woman, she was a cousin of Elizabeth. Gabriel told Mary that she would have a baby too. What did Gabriel say would be special about this baby? Esther, would you please read Luke 1 verse 35? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. When Jesus came to earth, he would be both the Son of God and the Son of Man. He would be born of God through a human mother. He used no divine power for himself, but relied solely on the Holy Spirit to work his miracles. He came to experience every suffering and temptation that we must face. That way, he would be able to understand our trials and show us how to say no to every temptation. And that is what our torchlight for today means. Leon, would you please read The Desire of Ages, page 24. By his humanity, Christ touched humanity by his divinity. He lays hold upon the throne of God. As the Son of Man, he gave us an example of obedience. As the Son of God, he gives us power to obey. When Gabriel gave Mary the message about having a baby, she wasn't married. And when Joseph, her fiancé, found out that Mary was going to have a baby, he wasn't sure if he should marry her. But then Gabriel visited Joseph in a dream and told him not to be afraid to marry Mary because that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Micah 5 verse 2 tells us where the Messiah would be born. Nadava, would you please read that for us? But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruled in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. Here we learn that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Did Jesus of Nazareth fulfill these prophecies? 
Luke reveals that God worked through Caesar Augustus to do this. When it was nearly time for Mary to give birth to baby Jesus, Augustus made a law that every family in the Roman Empire needed to go to their hometown to register and be taxed. What did this mean for Joseph and Mary? Elkin, would you please read Luke 2 verse 4? Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house in the lineage of David. Even though he didn't know it, Caesar Augustus helped bring God's plans to pass. What does Luke 2, 6 and 7 say happened while Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem? Oyun and Sai, would you please read that for us? So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. God created Mary, Joseph and Caesar Augustus. They came at just the right time and were in just the right place to fulfill these prophecies about the Messiah accurately. Meanwhile, angels from heaven had gathered in the skies above the earth. Ever since God had told the angels about his glorious plan to save the people, the angels had been longing to know more about it. Imagine how excited the angels must have been when Jesus came to earth. They had waited for this for 4,000 years. They expected that God's people would be waiting excitedly for this event. But unfortunately, they weren't. Was anyone looking forward to it? With whom could the angels share this wonderful message? Esther and Leon, could you please read Luke 2, 8 and 9? Now they were in the same country, shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Sensing their fear, the angel said, Don't be afraid. I have brought you wonderful news for everyone on earth. What was this wonderful news? Nadava, let's find about it in verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. The Deliverer had come. Not the king or priest, but lowly shepherds were the ones waiting for it to happen. What did the angel say about how they could recognize Jesus? Elkan, could you read verse 12 for us? And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. The richest palace on earth would not be anything like heaven where Jesus had reigned as king. But Jesus had chosen to come to earth as the poorest of the poor people. He came to experience the hard things we have to face and to show us that we can live in a way that pleases God no matter who we are or where we are born. One angel first appeared to the shepherds to give them time to get used to his brightness. Then the joy and the glory felt by all the waiting angels could no longer be hidden. What happened next? Oyun and Sai, could you please read Luke 2 verses 13 and 14. And suddenly there was 
with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. As the angels disappeared, the light faded away, and the blackness of night once again surrounded the shepherds. But what exciting news! Straight away the shepherds hurried to Bethlehem to see this wonderful baby. What did they find? Esther, could you read Luke 2 verse 16 for us? And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe laying in the manger. Everything was just as the angel had said. And what did the shepherds do? Leon, would you please read Luke 2 verse 17? Now when they had seen him, they were widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. When we hear about Jesus, the first thing we always want to do is share the good news about him with others. That is just how the shepherds felt. They told everyone they met where to find baby Jesus. It's so amazing to think that even though Jesus is God, he chose of his own free will to become a helpless baby without power, riches or divine glory. He showed us that true greatness does not come from these outward things. True greatness is to have a character like Jesus. And that is what our memory verse Philippians 2, 5 to 7 tells us. Let's say it together. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. There are many things about the miracles of Jesus' birth that we cannot understand. The Bible calls those secret things, but we can trust that the Bible reveals to us everything we need to know about this mystery. Nadava, would you please pray for us? Dear God, thank you for telling us about Jesus and your plan to save us. Please help us to understand your plan better. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope that you enjoyed the wonderful story of Jesus' birth. You can find out more about it by downloading the Daily Bible Study Guide Lesson 73 from www.adaywiththeking.com. Please join us again next time as we learn about some men who followed a special star. Until then, goodbye and God bless. listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays His power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Harold Harker. This story is entitled a one in eight million chance. Psalm 17, 5-8 reads, 
uphold my steps in your paths, that my footsteps may not slip. I have called upon you, for you will hear me, O God. Incline your ear to me and hear my speech. Show your marvellous loving kindness by your right hand, O you who save those who trust in you from those who rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. Back in the days when we had phone booths, I was in New York City one night. I had nowhere to spend the night and I had no money. I did have one friend in the city. His name was David McLean. I thought, well, I can call David and he can help me. The problem was that I didn't have David's address or phone number. Even worse, I knew the number wasn't listed under his name because he lived with his mother. Furthermore, I didn't know his mother's name. I went into a phone booth and opened up the monstrous New York City phone book to the M section. I discovered that there were pages of Maclean's in New York. It's a city with a strong Irish heritage. After all, I would never find the right name. Discouraged, I slumped down in the phone booth. I was stuck in a strange city with nowhere to go. Now, what am I going to do, I thought. All of a sudden, my friend Dave McLean walked by the phone booth. Shocked, I looked at him. Yes, it was really him. I pounded on the glass to get his attention. Bursting out of the phone booth, I shouted, David, it's Doug. Of course, my friend took me in and I spent the night with him. That experience happened before I even knew about prayer. It was one of the things that convinced me that there must be a God watching over me. With eight million people in New York City, how else would the one person I knew walk by my phone booth at just the right moment? A reflection Associated with this comes from Great Controversy, page 512. A guardian angel is appointed to every follower of Christ. These heavenly watchers shield the righteous from the power of the wicked one. This story, entitled A One in Eight Million Chance, was written by Doug Batchelor, the speaker-director of Amazing Facts, a media ministry based in Roseville, California. His sermons are broadcast on TV and radio across the United States and internationally. You can find details on the website amazingfacts.org.